1985, the West German group Wind was formed just a short time before the pre-selection that they later was going to win. Since then, the group has competed two more times in the Eurovision Song Contest and the members have changed several times. But only one member competed all three times in the contest. She was the dark beauty with the curly hair. Let's see what she remember from her three times in Eurovision. Two of them which she nearly won. I am your host, Emil Lövström, and this is Eurovision Legends. Legends, Petra Scherzer from Wind. Thank you for inviting me, Emil. That's really nice. <laughs> the Eurovision Song Contest is really a long time ago. When um, when I was there the first time in 1985, I was uh, only 18 years old. And I was at school back then, so it's really, <laughs> really a very long time ago and I was like okay he wants to know something about the Eurovision Song Contest I don't even remember that much from that from that time I think but if you ask me then maybe it comes back and I can <laughs> yeah I believe it will Hanne Haller formed a band Wind very shortly before the pre-selection that you later won Tell me, was Für Alle the only song you worked with for this project, or did you have any alternatives? Um, it was the f uh, the only uh, song we we had for this uh, first Eurovision Song Contest, and it was not Hanne Haller who formed the band. It was Werner Schüler and Rainer Peach, the two producers of this band, and they formed the band shortly before. And we did some recordings at the studio, and then they came up. Ha, that would be cool if we take part at the Eurovision Song Contest. And so we had a good start for this new band. And so it was like, okay, so let's test this. So we, we don't have any... any uh, it was not like, okay, we do something for the Eurovision Song Contest. It was, okay, let's try this. Let's give it a shot. Uh, in 85, you competed for the first time in the West German pre-selection. Can you yeah. please take us back to your memories from the German theater in Munich, where more or less everyone were roller skating? Yeah, that was really funny. It was a big show at the Deutsche Theater in München. This is a, a really nice musical venue, actually. And um, it was a TV show also in, in Germany. And they have um, this special voting with three times they say the the numbers and so and the first time we were way back and the second time we were way back and it was like okay we never can win this thing and for the last time they said our name they said wind and we were like what <laughs> we won this thing that can't be my parents were in the audience my dad and my mom they, they really got crazy and my whole family was there and uh, people from the school when I came back home I had a I had flowers all over the, the the door of the building where we lived there back then it was really funny so they all get crazy it was we not think 
have, haven't thought about this uh, uh, winning this thing. It was really funny. Yeah. So a star over one night. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sure. <laughs> that's pretty sure. And all the newspapers when we went home, we we party after that, of course. And then we went home in in early morning. All the newspapers with our picture on it. It was like, oh god, <laughs> those papers. Wow. That was really fun, yeah. Für alle hier, die den Regenbogen auch im Dunkeln sehen und die Wahrheit in ihm verborgen liegt. Für alle hier, die die ungesagten Worte verstehen. Für alle, die singen nicht ein Lied. Für alles hier, für die Sehnsucht, die in Kinderaugen schlägt. Do you remember who you thought was your biggest competitor? Yeah, yeah it was uh, Die Glocken von Rom. It was a, a, a lady, she is called, oh, you can tell her to me. Heike Schäfer. Heike Schäfer, yes, Heike Schäfer. And she was a big component because she came from the same company. And she was Ralf Siegel's girl. So um, the company of Ralf Siegel, where, where we were with, uh, with wind. So she was really a big component. <laughs> It was cool. So uh, Ralph was really, really nice to us, and he said, "Okay, you won. That's cool. So at least it stays to, in the company." So <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Let's listen to some of the other songs from this national final. Woo! <laughs> Wolf Gerhard, Also Lebe Ich, Caro Függe, Grün, 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 and Jürgen Reinfort with uh, Am Anfang der Zeit. Oh, weia, weia. Okay. You won the pre-selection ahead of the runner-up, which was composed by legendary Ralf Siegel and Ben Meinunge, yep. who you later was going to work with. Yes, yes. And Eurovision in 1985 was held in my hometown of Gothenburg. Yes. What do you remember from the host city? Honestly, nothing. 
we had several trips with the with the whole uh, um, band and stuff like that but it was so overwhelming as i told you i was like okay first time in such a hotel first time a big tv show first time everybody was like uh, can you give me this interview can you stand there can you put this on can you take a picture with me and I was like, uh, it was a nice city, I remember, and we had much fun, but I don't remember anything in specific, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the other songs? A few of them, of course. Uh, Bobby Socks, they won, and I remember that song, of course, but not, not all of the other songs, no, no. You finished second with two points more than Kiki Danielsson from Sweden. Ah, okay, I don't remember that. <laughs> Opinions about the outcome? Were you satisfied with coming second? Yeah, we were very satisfied because um, um, it was the same with the national selection. We never thought about winning this thing. And it was like, okay, we come forward and forward and forward and we still, and to be second in an international contest is like, wow. And um, no, no, we didn't thought about it. And so the second was, wow. <laughs> The song Für Alle became a huge hit around some countries and yeah. was covered by many, many singers in yeah. their home countries in various languages. after Eurovision 1985 in your career? Yeah, we made two records with the, with the company and I was in, in any TV you can imagine um, over Europe, I must say, not only in Germany. That was uh, very funny to, to go to different countries and visit all these uh, cities and so. So we were on the road mostly. I had to take my, um, how do you say, A-levels, Abitur. I had to make it uh, to, um, after the Eurovision Song Contest. I have to make my Abitur. And so my parents were like, you have to do this. We know you have a career now, but you have to do your A-levels first, because this is didn't going to last forever, maybe, that you're going to be a singer. So you want to study something or so. So you have to have this A-level. And I 
finally made it, but it was, let's say, sharp. <laughs> <laughs> but good for you that you did it. Yeah, because I was so much on the road that I, I always have my books with me, but I never looked in it. it was like, <laughs> no. Two years later, you were back in the National Pre-Selection in West Germany, and this time with a song from the duo, Ralf Siegel and Ben Meinunger. Tell me, how did you get this song? This time it was very different for us because we had the experience before to be on this uh, on this uh, big show and on this big contest. And as Ralf asked us if we want to do a song with him, we were like, okay, is that good? Is that cool to do it another time? Because we... Um, I mean, if you do it the second time, maybe the people were like, uh, these guys again. So, but um, after we, we, we talked uh, with, the, with the producer and with the manager and, and with the band, we thought, okay, why not? Wind is, all, is already connected to the Eurovision Song Contest so strongly. And they ask us in every interview, so why not do it a second time? So... It was clear thing and we did it, yeah. Do you remember if Last Die Sonne in Dein Herz were the only song that Ralf presented to you? No, I don't remember that. I think it was the only one. We, we made a, um, a record, there were several songs from him, but I think this was the only song that was recommended for the Eurovision Song Contest, yeah. This time the pre-selection was held in Nuremberg. Were yeah. you confident to win? I think we were more sure this time because we knew uh, being on stage, being on TV, it was like, okay, how, how we present us. When you uh, see the first Eurovision Song Contest, I was like, okay, I didn't know, didn't know how to present myself. In the second show, we all knew this and we were more, more professional. And so, yeah, I think we thought about, <laughs> we thought <laughs> about winning. <laughs> One song that became an evergreen afterwards for the Eurovision fans, especially in Germany, is the song that ended second to last. Do you know what song I'm thinking of? No, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> Ralf Siegel and Ben Meinunger wrote that too. Mm. Träume tun weh with Sandy Derricks. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember it? No, I don't remember it. Sorry, sorry. Okay, we play it here. Okay. Let's test your memory. Do you remember who came third? No. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I should have listened to this tapes again. <laughs> Third came Bernard Brink. 
okay. Okay, yeah, I know him, of course. <laughs> Who came second then? Oh. <laughs> Ralf Siegel and Ben Meinungen wrote that too. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Chris and Maxi, Frieden für die Teddybären. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Frieden für die Teddybären. Sie können sich doch gar nicht wehren. Sie sind für sowas nicht gemacht. Und die Angst ist kein Freund in der Stille der Nacht. Frieden für die Teddybären. Damit die Träume wiederkehren. Denn Teddys sind zu lieben hier. Und sie brauchen... In 1987, the trip went to Brussels. What was the biggest difference between Gothenburg and Brussels? Yeah, also we were more professional, and it was like um, I went there with my um, I went there with my boyfriend, and it it was more like uh, a normal thing to us at that time. And um, so we we were in the city where where it was a normal normal city trip, let's say. Yeah. There were some changes in the band lineup, yes. and I know that you hired the backup singer Rob Pilatus, who you know. later was to become one of the miming singers in uh, Milli Vanilli. Yes, 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 that's true. Uh, can you tell me about the lineup? Um, we thought about uh, putting some people into the band that looks more colorful, let's say. So Rob Pilatus, he um, he was like a, a, a. We know him from Munich. He was a. He was a. a he was not a friend, but he was a, a colleague, let's say. And we know him from from the scene. And the company asked him, "Hey, would you come with us? And can you sing with us?" So he did it. Yeah. In a previous episode of this podcast, I spoke to Ralph Siegel. Ah. <laughs> and he told us that he was pretty sure that Johnny Logan would beat you this time. <laughs> Where are you two? Um, I mean, Johnny Logan is really a fantastic singer, first. And um, second, he's a very good performer and a really a nice guy. And third, the song was incredibly good. So we thought also that he might be on the first <laughs> place yeah <laughs> according to eurovision fans it was a very good year 1987 okay. and you beat out many songs that are now considered classics like gente di mare yeah and soldiers of love mm -hmm. just to name a few did you have any favorite among the other songs um, when you make these rehearsals um, at the Eurovision Song Contest, you always have the same country before and after you. So you always see these people and not the others. So they are on different days. Um, so um, we uh, saw uh, Gente di Mare. So this song was really in my memory and it was so funny and these two people are really nice and we talked a lot. Gente di mare Che se ne va Dove gli pare Dove non sa So, and of course Johnny Logan, um, he was also a... Um, he became a friend in this in these days, we can say. And but I didn't have any um, really any close contact to other components. No. 
it would take five years for the group Wind to return to the pre-selection. Do you know if you submitted any songs during the absent period? Um, we made a few records, but it was also a time of touring a lot, playing a lot, live gigs and making TV shows. But also we had a, a trouble um, in the band and there were a lot of fighting going on and a lot of people out and in and stuff like that. So um, it was in 1992 when we formed the band, when we reformed the band. And then it was the first time to say, okay, now we're back here and now we can take it another time. <laughs> uh, in 92, the pre-selection was held in Magdeburg. Yes. And you competed for the third time. Let's listen to some of your competitors. Oh. heard Blau Engel, Licht am Horizont, Lena Valaitis, Wer sends uns wieder, and Susan Schubert, Shalalaika. I guess you don't remember these songs either. I remember the songs, but I, I, I couldn't tell you in which, uh, in, in which uh, row they came or something like that. No, I really had, to, then I, I really had to listen to these uh, uh, TV shows again. You won again with a very extremely big margin. Yeah. And the trip again went to Sweden. Yeah. Can you take us back to Malmö in 92? Malmö was, okay, when you do such a big event for the third time, you're really an oldie, let's say. Yeah? You, you have seen it all and we were very, uh, we were not that, um, maybe not that super excited. We were like, okay, we can make this, we can do this, but we were like, okay, this is, we try our best, but it was not like, uh, it, uh, the first two times it was like, and um, I think it wasn't that exciting. You weren't not one of the front runners this no, time. No, no, no. But did you like the song you got? Yeah, I liked the song, but it was, I think it was a bit uh, heavy. So it was not so. I Las uh, Sonne in dein Herz was a a funny song, a summer sunny song. So and this song was pretty 
typical Eurovision Song Contest, by the way, but it was like, for me personally, it was a bit heavy. Eurovision in 92 will forever be one of my favorite years since it was the first Eurovision I recorded and watched again and again and again. <laughs> so I love more or less all the songs from this year. Do you remember if you, if you thought that you had a chance at all? I mean, when you, when you um, go to a comp uh, competition, you always think that you have a that you can make it but um after a few days rehearsing there it was pretty clear that we were not in the front row so yeah alice you didn't fight for the big points this year and ended up in a mere 16th place yes were you disappointed me personally not um but i think ralph was very disappointed he was like oh, they don't like us, and so, and um, I, I more uh, saw it that way. Others were better, had better songs. So, I mean, we made two times the second. I mean, this is, how much can you ask? Yeah. <laughs> what happened after the meager result in Eurovision 92? Yeah, we, we made um, a seventh recording with um, the company, and it didn't, uh, went very well so it was like the the um, the sales were not so good I'm I mean we were um, established in this business in in uh, Germany but it was not the big thing anymore and so I thought okay this is the time I should leave the band and uh, do other projects because I I didn't saw we couldn't take part of the uh, uh, Eurovision Song Contest a fourth time. <laughs> so I was like, no, I have to do other stuff. So I, I um, leave the band. The band is still active, but has over the years changed members many, many, many times. Yeah. And none of the original members remain in the group today. <laughs> no. Do you have any theories as to why there has been such a heavy rotation of members? I think it has to do with the success. If um, when a band is successful, then they they stick together. But when the success is not so big, then um, you the members try to do other th um, um, other stuff, other bands, other projects, and so it so it splits up. So that's pretty normal. It's not special for wind. So this is special for any big group, I think. What is your opinion about the group Vince Music since you left? Um, I must say I didn't know much about the music now. Right now, I, I couldn't tell you some. Uh, I couldn't even say a, a song or so. I don't know. Um, I think they they stick to the Schlager business in in Germany and they do little little gigs and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. How much contact do you have with the other band's members today? I must say none. 
um, not, that's not uh, that's not, not exactly true. Uh, the members from the last group, I have uh, I have contact with this last uh, um, group. Um, they all live in Munich, and we see us uh, from time to time. And one of these uh, band members is my husband, so I see him every day. <laughs> uh, the the other members from uh, from the first uh, uh, wind, I I know I don't know nothing about them. Well, your husband participated in '92 too. Yes, he was. Can you describe how he looks so we know which one of them that he is? <laughs> You got me. <laughs> you got me. I was married to Albert at that time, but now my husband is Oliver, and they were both in this band. So <laughs> <laughs> they have both curly hair, so you can you take it. No, um, for me personally, uh, was this time was very chaotic, I must say, and very emotional. But I um, I took the I, it was everything cool. <laughs> I took the right <laughs> way out. So, are you ever in contact with Ralph Siegel today? Um, we've uh, worked together several times. I sing for him uh, every now and then in his studio, um, and we met at some events, parties, stuff like that. So, with him, I, I'm, I, I, I'm in connection till the present day. Yes. Do you have a favorite song from from our recordings? I actually have Petra. Yes. I personally like Jeder hat ein Recht auf Liebe. Jeder hat ein Recht. Yes. That Ralf Siegel composed in 1987. Yes, yes, yes. In der Hitze der Nacht. Yeah, yeah. Composed yeah. by Michael Hoffmann and Werner Schiller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Great songs. Thank you. <laughs> Very long time since you left the band. Yeah. What are you doing today? I have um, a few other projects uh, where I play with, but now, especially at this time with the Corona crisis, I don't have any gigs like any other musician. So um, I formed online concert uh, um, in our living room with my husband and me. So, and we invite um, always one guest to play with us. 
And we do this since April and it's pretty, it's so much fun and is a really, a, really a good stuff. Um, if you, if you uh, want to listen to some of the songs, you can see it on YouTube. We have an, um, a channel there and um, we have also a little website. It's called uh, www.cometomyhouse.de. Um, but I also have um, uh, uh, three more bands. I have a funk band. It's Jacuzzi. I show you something. Yeah. This is the new CD. Oh. <laughs> Great. The CD is uh, one one oh one. It's our fifth CD. So with this band, I work l like twenty five years or so. So this is one of the uh, one of the projects. You like to control me, manipulate and show. I also sang, uh, sing in a big band. It's called Hard Day's Night Big Band. And um, then I have a project with two guitar players and we play with, um, we play Michael Jackson songs with two guitars and one voice. So this is also a very nice project. But all these projects are stuck in this crisis. So um, I just make the Come to My House concerts at this time and i also uh, work for for tv or for uh, cinema um, i give my voice to characters in cartoons or animated films so i i am the german voice of several of these uh, uh, figures and so this is a very nice uh, thing to do i like to i like singing in the studio very very much Maybe I can promote the um, CD that my daughter made recently, Kopfkino. She's a very good singer and these are all German songs and she's really making a career right now. So this is what I want to promote is the CD of my daughter. It's called Kopfkino and her name is Julia Schäser. Play the second single, it's Choreographie. I picked that. Ah, very good, so that's nice. <laughs> For this night's talk, Petra. Yeah, hey, I thank you. It, it took a bit, it, it took a time so that we finally met, but it's really nice talking to you, and I'm looking forward to your podcast. Yeah, lovely. And thanks to you, dear listeners out there in the world. I'm so proud and thankful that you are listening, writing to me and share my episodes on your social media. You can contact me with suggestions, questions, opinions, 
or whatever you feel like by emailing me at emiletslagervannerna.se or through Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe so you're always up to date with new episodes. Vielen Dank, Petra. Und für alle, lass die Sonne in dein Herz. Emil, I thank you. And I wish you good luck for your stuff in the future. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.